podcasts from the Cochrane Library, the latest evidence for healthcare decision-making. Hello, I'm Mike Clark, podcast editor for the Cochrane Library. Effective management of a patient's pain is a key part of cancer care, and various medicines have been suggested to help with this. These include cannabis-based medicines and medical cannabis, and in June 2023, we published a new Cochrane review of their effects. Here's one of the authors, Andrew Moore, a retired scientist formerly at the University of Oxford, now speaking from the depths of Devon in the UK, to tell us about the review's findings. Between a third and a half of people with cancer experience moderate to severe pain, and that has a major negative impact on their quality of life. Now, medicines like morphine are commonly used to treat this pain and are recommended in the World Health Organization Pain Treatment Ladder. However, cancer pain is not sufficiently relieved by drugs like morphine in about 1 in 10 people. As alternative, several products based on the cannabis plant have been suggested as treatments for cancer pain. These include inhaled or orally ingested herbal cannabis, so-called medical cannabis, and various oils, sprays or tablets containing the active cannabis ingredients, called cannabinoids, which are obtained either from the plant or sometimes made synthetically. The most important of these are tetrahydrocannabinol, THC for short, and cannabidiol, or CBD. Now, some people with cancer pain reported that cannabis-based medicines do relieve their pain, and the potential efficacy of cannabinoids for pain is often highlighted in the media. This, of course, makes it important to review the research evidence And having done so for our Cochrane review, our assessment of studies of the benefits and harms of cannabis-based medicines, including medical cannabis, is that on average these medicines do not reduce pain in adults with cancer. In all, we found 14 randomised trials for the review, including just over 1,800 patients uh, with cancer. The largest study had 399 people and the smaller study 10. These were conducted in countries around the world and with the largest group six based in North America. Now, depending upon the type of cannabis and the type of cancer, the results are reported in slightly different ways, so in four major parts. So we found moderate certainty evidence from five randomized trials, including 1,539 people, that oromucosal naboximols, that is THC and cannabidiol, in a nearly balanced ratio, or THC alone, were ineffective in relieving moderate to severe cancer pain that had not responded to opioids. There was also low certainty evidence from two randomized trials involving 89 people that nabilone, a synthetic TNC analog, was ineffective in reducing pain associated with radio and chemotherapy in people with head and neck cancer and non-small cell lung cancer. Two studies, with 66 people compared a single dose of synthetic THC analogues to a single low-dose morphine equivalent, and that provided low-certainty evidence that the cannabis medicine was not better for reducing moderate to severe cancer pain. And finally, we found low-certainty evidence that in a single study with 144 people, CBD did not add any value to specialist palliative care alone in the reduction of pain in people with advanced cancer. In summary, therefore, our review has shown that cannabis-based medicines were not effective in reducing cancer pain in the studies done to date. 
If you'd like to read more about these studies and the conclusions of the review, it's available online at cochranelibrary.com with a simple search for Cannabis and Cancer.